Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome back to The Truth with Lisa Booth. This episode, we've got Steve Bannon. He is fascinating. I found this conversation so fascinating. The guy is brilliant. I mean, love him or hate him, but he is so smart. I mean, I, I could have spent the entire day asking him questions. We, we get into his time working as one of the masterminds behind Donald Trump's 2016 election, but he also helped lead the realignment we're seeing in American politics today, where the left is now this party of coastal elites, you know, I always say the best headline to summarize today's left is AOC illegally parking her Tesla outside of a Whole Foods. Like that's today's political left, right? And the right has really become the party of the working class. You know, so how did that happen? We're going to get into it with Steve Bannon. We're also going to talk about his blue collar upbringing, which, which really kind of helped spearhead that movement and, and why he cared about a lot of issues that he got the rest of the Republican Party to care about as well. We get into a lot of other big ticket items like immigration, inflation, and why the left has it out for him and conservatives. I mean, he's been indicted by a federal grand jury for refusing to comply with subpoena from the January 6th committee as Biden's DOJ and the political left continue to target him in a political witch hunt. We're going to get into that. And before he got into politics, he served in the Navy. He produced movies. He helped co-found the conservative news outlet Breitbart. And now he has... Steve Bannon's War Room, a podcast and show, which you can go out and watch. Fascinating interview. Fascinating man. I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, here's my convo with Steve Bannon. (laughs) 
Right, so this is the second episode of the new season of The Truth with Lisa Booth, and we've got Steve Bannon for this episode. I'm a huge fan. I mean, the guy has done everything. He worked in Goldman Sachs. He produced Hollywood movies. He co-founded Breitbart. Then he went on to work for the Trump campaign, uh, White House. I mean, what haven't you done, Steve Bannon? <laughs> well, some successfully, some let's say less successfully. No, but I've I've had a I've had a I've, I've had a great life. Very, been very fortunate. It's just it, it's fascinating. But one thing I think is really interesting is so we've seen this massive shift in the two parties, right? I mean, the Republican Party has really become the party of the working class. The left has just increasingly become this party of the coastal elites, and you've had a heavy hand in that in shaping that direction, particularly working or, you know, helping to lead and run the Trump campaign in 2016. What did you see that others didn't? Well, this kind of came after the, it was really the financial crisis, crisis of 2008. Look, I came from, I was very fortunate to come from a, a Democratic, you know, Irish Catholic Union family in the South and, and, you know, had military service. So we were always kind of, you know, we were Kennedy Democrats and, uh, you know, became my family became big Reagan supporters because of his stance in the military and, uh, you know, and, and after the Vietnam War. So uh, I just saw in the financial crash of 2008, the elites take care of themselves. And, you know, the Republican Party seemed to have no solutions as the working class and the, uh, the African-Americans, Hispanics got wiped out on their equity in their homes. Everybody got trashed in the stock market. The bailouts were all the, you know, the concentration of wealth increased even more as they blew up the balance sheet of the Fed. And then the Tea Party, I got very involved. We met, you know, I knew Andrew for a number of years, but we both got very engaged in the beginning of the Tea Party. I made a bunch of films. So we kind of saw the populist nationalism. And, you know, I was a big supporter of, of Sarah Palin's. I, I tried, I made a biography of Sarah Palin, a film. I tried to make, get her to run for president. I saw this populist nationalist, uh, you know, shift in the Republican Party. And I had known Trump uh, not well, but I'd known him for a couple of years. And then when, as soon as he became real at CPAC, I, and I followed this guy around, I said, this guy's the real deal. So it was, uh, you know, it was uh, the, the country is definitely shifting in a much more populist direction overall. Even the Democratic Party's got a quite a big group of left-wing populists that I think we can carve off at least a third of. So no, it, we're, it's politics today is really driven by populism and it's, the, the the defining point is really the globalists versus the nationalists. So that's why I think we're, we're a, a movement on the ascendant. And we have a unique opportunity, Lisa, in November to really destroy the Democratic Party as a national political institution if we just focus maniacally on, on the top, you know, on what we have to do to do that. So I think we're in a unique a time in American history. What do you think those issues should be when you look at ahead at the midterms? Well, first of all, I think it's a referendum on the illegitimate Biden regime. You know, we're very big on the three November movement, which is the illegitimacy of the of the election itself. And uh, we believe that underpins uh, much of the cratering of, of, of his numbers. So, number one, I think it's continued to to focus on. Uh, basically, not just election integrity going forward, but what happened on 3 November and how we have to get to the bottom of that, because this guy's certainly not legitimate. And, and, the, and our enemies know that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the first uh, uh, and I think only civilian in American history to be sanctioned formally by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, along with, you know, Mike Pompeo and Matt Pottinger and Peter Navarro. 
after the, the Trump administration left office, but those three were government officials at the time. I was a civilian. Uh, and, and I can tell you that, um, you know, we're, we're in a very unique time in American history. And that's why this the issues has got to be the, the Chinese Communist Party know that Biden's illegitimate. That's why I treat him with no respect, not just his fecklessness, not just his haplessness, not just his radical policies and the inability to execute on anything. But they realize he's illegitimate. So that's number one. The others got have to be the economy and, and what's happening, not just with inflation, but with the destruction of working class and middle class jobs and obviously the invasion on the southern border uh, has to be another high element, and 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 also the the this whole cultural war that's really metastasized into really the, the trying to destroy the American family through uh, using children to destroy it. So it's it, it's so much, and this is why three November losing having the election stolen was so providential in that they've turned over their face cards. And I think you see the radical nature of this. So I, I anticipate that this is going to be a historic midterm election uh, that's going to have you know massive consequences. But I think first and foremost is you have to make it a referendum on how Biden and the Democrats have run things. And obviously the polling is telling us, even among their core constituencies, whether that's Hispanics, African-Americans, the youth today, you look at any of the polling, uh, the bottom's totally fallen out of this regime. Why do you think they hated him so much? And I say they because it, it's sort of like these collective forces, right? I mean, we saw the media. We saw Congress doing so many unnecessary investigations. We saw big tech. We saw, I mean, even, you know, probably China trying to meddle. In the, I mean, the list goes on and, and also hate you and everyone else who is associated with the Trump campaign and uh, White House as extension. But why do you think they hated him so much or hate him so much? Well, let's go back to 16, because I think that he, for the first time, really gave working class people and, and middle class people a place at the table. You know, the Democratic Party's kind of kind of gotten uh, kind of split between a proletariat uh, that depends on, on the government and, and these coastal elites. And the Republican Party, Uniparty, is really uh, a controlled opposition at best. And oftentimes goes along and see the spending bills and, and the situation in Ukraine. They're neoliberal neocons. So Trump was the first really to get to offer the American people a source of strength that would represent them, you know, in the room. And in D.C., as you know better than anybody, Lisa, not in the room, not in the deal. And the American people, the working class, the people, the deplorables, the people that pay the taxes, the sons and daughters fighting these wars all over the world, um, the ones that really build our civic society and underpin the real the true America uh, of every ethnicity, race, religion. They they didn't have representation, and Trump put them in the room. That's why Trump, being a billionaire and someone who come from Queens but gone to New York and been enormously successful and then been enormously successful in Hollywood and in, in TV with The Apprentice, he's hated because he really uh, understood the game and represented the people who had no representation, and he is absolutely hated. And I tell people at his age – you know, being worth, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight billion dollars and, and buying golf clubs that turn into, you know, major championship venues. He had with a family that loves him and a, and a, and a great wife and children. He, he had no reason to do this, right? Because they're going to try to destroy you. He did it because he's a patriot and loves this country. And that that's why they hate him. And I mean, the hatred is it's even now. I mean, every day they're trying to personally destroy him, put him in jail, take his all his wealth away. It's they know no bounds and they know no depths of how they'll, they'll go about doing it. So that's why I think and I think so I, that's why people not just love him, but people understand very deeply 
that he's fighting for them. And he's also, he's an authentic fighter for them. And I think that's one of the powers of what President Trump has taken the populist nationalist movement and, and put us for 20 years of where we would have been. Uh, even with leaders like Palin and other people, he's just done an extraordinary job. But he's put not in the room, not in the deal. And he not only put the working class in the room, he put them at the head of the table. Well, and we saw just the left's contempt for working class Americans during COVID. I mean, think about like, I just think it's evil to tell hardworking Americans you're not essential or, okay, you put your blood, sweat and tears into this business that you've built from nothing that you've invested everything in, and we're just going to shut it down for no reason. I mean, don't you think that just showed the? it's not just like even a disconnect. It's a contempt from the left for working class Americans. I think it's a brave way to say it. Yes, it's a contempt. And it's in the thinking. Remember, they think they can paper it over with a couple of tips like uh, the, the, the American Rescue Plan. Remember that drop in aggregate demand, that massive drop in aggregate demand that came about in the first you know, three or four months of, uh, of the pandemic when President Trump and, and, and others were recommending we try different things like flatten the curve, but things that really had to, given the evidence at the time, to look like to take care of the capacity utilization issues with ventilators and ICUs and all that, that you would try to, you know, do lockdowns or shut certain parts of the country down. Um, the drop in aggregate demand was, was tr- tremendous. And, and President Trump's first thing was to make sure that people c- could bridge that gap. What the Democrats have done since then with just this, you know, quote unquote, follow the science, which is anything but in these mandates, was really destroy much of the service business in, in the big cities. And that's why you have such anarchy and chaos in places like Chicago, places like New York, places like Los Angeles. And their contempt for essentially even people that vote for them is astounding. And they th- that now they think they can paper it over with just continuing to pass these massive deficit you know, spending bills that can somehow give somebody really essentially tip money while they're destroying them economically. Remember also uh, the working class and in, in, in the, in the lower middle classes is among the highest percentage of churchgoers and people, particularly the Hispanic community. And look what they did to the religious services. I mean, it's unprecedented. And not just in American history, it's unprecedented in in 2000 years of Christian history that we did. We know we missed two Easter's. Right. It's it's like shocking uh, all by government fiat, government direction. So, no, their contempt for their uh, for their own people, that both of them is astounding. Remember, in this current uh, issue with inflation, runaway inflation, you see Democrats on TV all the time or in the op ed section of The New York Times proposing one of their biggest solutions is to increase uh, immigration, which is essentially just destroying wages for working class Hispanics and African Americans. They they really uh, have no feeling, no feeling overall, no care overall for the whole person when it comes to working class people and their contempt for their own voters. This is why I think Trump's message and the message of the populist right is starting to resonate. That's why I think you see in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas among Hispanics where we could get over 50% of the vote this time. Uh, African-Americans, we could get over 20, 25% of the vote. Asians, maybe 30 or 40%. I think you're seeing that people understand they have the Democratic Party has contempt for their own uh, voting base and really no solutions. And that's why I think we're offering a real alternative and people are coming to that alternative. Well, you know, Steve, basically, you know, Jen Psaki says you should just go to kickboxing, go home, drink a margarita, and then go purchase a $60,000 Tesla, and it's all going to be okay. But, you know, 
I, we look at heading into the the 2020 election. Just by, the, by, 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 by the way, I think yeah, I yeah, yeah. that point that, that that no that shows you their arrogance. No, totally. And some of the things that some of the things that come out of them is are, are, are is shocking. You know, with just the gas prices are too high, you wouldn't be a problem if it was an electric vehicle. I mean, they are so detached. These coastal elites who just really talk to themselves and have their own meeting. They look, they control. The, the oligarchs in Silicon Valley, the Wall Street hedge funds, the world corporations, all the media, but they talk to themselves and they're so detached from the reality of the life of working class Americans in the middle class. And I think she's in a perfect example. When you, you say that, uh, I, I know it's in tongue in cheek, but those are, as you know, things she said and, and or others have said. And I, I think it's starting to rub people the wrong way. And that's one of the biggest advantages we have. And we have to capitalize on it this November. Well, and again, to your point, I, the reason I said that is that I think it continues to show this contempt for working Americans, as you pointed out, this great disconnect, this contempt. But you know, we, we looked at heading into the 2020 election. There's so much unnecessary fear about COVID. Uh, you know, I know I was getting increasingly frustrated with the conversations happening in the country. Just people weren't looking at the data, weren't presenting context. It was just fear, fear, fear. How much of that was to prevent Donald Trump from getting elected or or was it about power or was it both? It's interesting. It's a very interesting question. Number one, I think if you really look at there's a great piece in American greatness actually today that talks about Tumblr and talks about how Tumblr is, is something that really drives a lot of the messages on the left and it's really dominated by young women. Right. One thing I think we know from the progressive left and even from the world culture is they live in fear. They actually live in fear. They're 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 uh, they're all about risk. Uh, they're risk averse, completely risk averse about every aspect of their life, and they really live in total fear. Um, and that is just so not what the American experience is about. The American experience is, is not simply about risk taking. It's about being very sophisticated, no matter what your education level is, about risk mitigation. So therefore, you can take risk. The American people working people of uh, people with no education, but my family is a perfect example, but it, it, obviously millions and millions of others that came to this country and helped build this country and took risk in doing it. But they knew how to mitigate that risk today with this progressive left. You see they're, they're fear based. They live in fear. In addition, the one thing they hated Trump so much, it was obviously something to 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 to, uh, to uh, destroy Trump and to stop his presidency at all costs. Now, one of the things that we're finding out is uh, we've got a, a program with Naomi Wolf where she's going through the Pfizer documents. Remember, these Pfizer, the Pfizer and all the pharmaceutical companies uh, didn't have to put forward their, their, their papers on any of these clinical trials for 70 years. A federal judge overturned that, and that's now been opened up. And we've been working with Naomi Wolf and others to crowdsource investigation. They're now in the fifth or sixth week, and, it, and it's quite disturbing what they're finding from these original documents, which is this is not just a this is not was a massive clinical trial, which kind of makes sense because it takes about 10 years to get a vaccine, a massive clinical trial. In addition, that Pfizer and the companies knew and FDA knew that this was probably a failed clinical trial, or at least a clinical trial that was going to take a lot longer early on. But no, this, this, this is a fear-based attempt to uh, to make sure that Donald Trump didn't have a, a second term and they pulled out all stops. Well, and that's why I'm not getting the vaccine because of some of the points that you've raised. I mean, we just don't have enough information on it. And then you look at, you know, I, I'm not high risk. I never have been. So it never made sense to force people like me or really anyone to get something they didn't want that isn't thoroughly studied. But like even deeper to your point about the FDA and just the corruption. I mean, we've seen it with the CDC. 
as well. You look at the DOJ and the FBI targeting Trump. It just seems like corruption is so entrenched in our government. We saw the way that average citizens were treated during COVID as well. I mean, can we right this ship as a country? We're so far away from, you know. Okay, this is a great point, but let me just say, okay. So when I was at the White House and talked at CPAC that year in 17, it talked about the deconstruction of the administrative state being one of the most important things. It's not simply the corruption of Washington, D.C. Something's happened over the last 15 or 20 years is very different. We now have a fourth branch of government that actually supersedes all the rest of the government, and that is the administrative state. It's 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 even deeper. It's even uh, deeper than just a bureaucracy. And it's not a deep state because I tell people it's up in your face. The administrative state is what you see in the public health services and it, with Fauci and uh, Collins, Dr. Collins, and all the rest of that gang. It's what you see in the national security uh, apparatus and the intelligence apparatus. You go across any branch of the government. You have something that's much more embedded than the legislative branch, much more the the executive branch. And think about it for a second. Uh, a president and, and with President Trump, you, we have you only have four thousand political appointees to run the entire government. Of those, one thousand have to be Senate confirmed. I mean, one of the big failings, and we know this from the Trump administration, this populist nationalist movement. Uh, when we came to power so quickly and for such a come from behind victory, we had a tough time staffing things. Now we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Is now we're have academies and have groups that are out there getting people ready and getting people ready in their expertise so we can hit the deck plates running next time. But the administrative state is massive. And everything you saw in COVID, everything, everything you really have seen in this Ukraine situation, from the impeachment of Trump all the way to what's happening now, everything you've seen at DOJ and the FBI of, of calling American moms and dads domestic terrorists, this is all the administrative state. And this administrative state is permanent. It was set up by progressives 30, 40 years ago to be, to be something that was impervious to elections. And Trump showed you. It's, it, 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 remember the entire fight we had uh, it, it, in, the, in the years of Trump, the first term, it, it, it wasn't the Chinese Communist Party. We confronted them head on and we're winning. It was Trump's biggest fights. And, and quite frankly, we lost more than we won was with the administrative state. The administrative state was after Trump. In fact, the whole impeachment was about the administrative state. This is a singular problem in the United States of America today, and it has to be addressed this November. I think you're going to see, Lisa, many of the investigations in the House uh, next year, starting in January next year, are going to be directly focused on the administrative state. You're going to see people like Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Daryl Issa, these real hammers who know how to investigate, as, as Gates calls it, every committee will be an oversight committee. I think you're going to see a battle royale starting in January this year at the House level with investigating to take it with the House, the, a Republican controlled, MAGA controlled House taking on the administrative state. So, Steve, you know, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I certainly I, I pray for that. That's what we need as a country. But, you know, you're a solutions guy. You're a deep thinker. The next Republican president, how does how does that individual fight the things you just laid out? What solutions need to be brought? How do we fight the administrative state? Well, it's two, twofold. Number one, you've got to get control of it, starting with the, the, the House. And remember, the House controls all appropriations. The founders were very, the founders were visionary in setting up our government and that the House of Representatives itself at the time, even more, had much more power than the executive branch. And they would have never thought that the executive branch were getting as powerful as it is, and particularly with the administrative state part of it. So number one, it has to be confronted. It has to be choked down on money starting now. That's why these 
Midterms are important, and particularly who the leadership in the House is important. Look, the next president, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced, will be Donald J. Trump. And I think President Trump is much more sophisticated and much more wary today of what the administrative state or the deep state is. And I think he will go in with people, a team around him, that after two years of a Republican House really going after this, the continuation will be he t- he'll take it on even more. And this remember – if we're ever to get close to balancing our budget, and right now we cannot continue, we don't have a sustainable business model. We just don't. Right now we have a structural annual deficit of about a train to a train and a half dollars. It's not sustainable. We're not going to be able to raise taxes that high. I, I'm a big proponent of raising taxes on the wealthy. There's just not enough juice. So you can't raise taxes that high. You can't generate fees or revenues. You're going to have to grapple with, we're going to have to start to cut uh, the size of the federal government. It has to happen. And somebody like Trump, that, that can happen, but it's going to have to happen from the House and then from an administration that follows on that's prepared to take on and deconstruct the administrative state. How bad is the economy right now? I think that here's how bad the economy is. I think that if you look at the, um, if you look at the supply of, of, of money, of dollars, I think, I think it's M2 is the, is the category. It's basically $5 trillion in circulation on, on March 12th of 2020, when, when President Trump declared a, an emergency around COVID, I think today that number is 23 to 25 trillion dollars. We, we have so kicked up the printing presses here and run up these deficits, over 30 trillion dollars, a face amount of debt at, 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 on the nation's balance sheet. There's also nine trillion dollars on the Fed. Remember, we've put pumped the liquidity into this into this carcass. The, the the American economy, if you really look at its real operations, has been a disaster. It's really a disaster. And now part of the inflation is coming because there's been so much printing of money and so much spending. We, we really ha- – and this is the irresponsibility of the political class, the uniparty. What we just did in passing this spending bill uh, a couple of weeks ago is outrageous. It's essentially almost $2 trillion of, uh, of, uh, of, of sp- discretionary spending. Remember, we have about $3.5 trillion of transfer payments to Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security. That also happens to be, just by happenstance, the amount of money roughly we take in in taxes and revenues. So the, the transfer payments really, as our tax structure is today, it's basically a wash. Everything else is then discretionary spending. That has to be the way we pay for that is just print, is just print money. And, and so you can't do it. We, CBO tells us we have a structural deficit of at least a trillion dollars. Part of that's driven by a defense budget that's almost a trillion dollars. The, the official counting is $880 billion, I think, but it's, it's obviously other departments you've added up. It's a trillion dollars. We, can, we cannot continue to support this. This fight in Ukraine is about the, the, the uh, post-war liberal rules-based order. Right. The the United States cannot continue to underwrite this. And we do underwrite that as that order, quote unquote, has allowed our greatest existential threat ever, the Chinese Communist Party, to come from a one trillion dollar economy in 1999 to essentially a 20 trillion dollar economy and to basically have the ability to take us on and to destroy the United States of America as a as a hegemon on the Eurasian landmass. So, no, this is it's not sustainable. This is we're going to have look all the easy decisions for this country are decades in back of us. For anybody under 35, right now, you're, you're essentially tantamount to a Russian surf. And what I mean by that is that uh, you're, you're better educated, you're better informed, you're in better shape, you have a better diet, better health, but you don't own anything and you're not gonna own anything. You're just on the, you're just on the wheel with a little bit of credit. Uh, you'll have enough income to kind of get by, 
but you'll never flourish. It'll be home ownership will be very tough. It's one of the reasons that family formation is coming so late because, quite frankly, you know, people looking out there, does, does, does my spouse have the ability to really have an income we can base a family upon? It's one of the reasons that you don't have more stay-at-home moms that people just can't afford it. It's really had a dr- dramatic societal effect, and that's part of the, the issues of globalization. So, no, we, we have the economy's in horrible shape, and we're heading towards a catastrophe. You can tell that right now with uh, inflation runaway, and quite frankly, we weaponized the dollar in this Ukraine fiasco to take on the wrong enemy, the, the, the Russian oligarchs instead of the Chinese Communist Party. It was failure, and people are trying to get off the dollar as the prime reserve currency. Once that happens, once the dollar is not the prime reserve currency, uh, we become Argentina. And once we're Argentina, uh, we're going to be in very, very, very bad shape. You guys, we've got to take just a quick break, and then we're back with so much more with Steve Bannon. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Why won't Biden confront China? Well, first of all, I think if the go back to the the heroic New York Post and uh, and, and Miranda Devine and everybody with Bernie Carrick, Rudy, Bob Costello, myself were able to go through the the laptop from hell and the New York Post publish it. The the reason I was brought into that situation was my expertise in the Chinese Communist Party's companies, uh, and the Biden family is is completely compromised, totally compromised. I, I believe there's a grand jury sitting in Delaware right now that's not looking at Hunter Biden. They're looking. They're they're going to use Hunter Biden to get to uh, Joe Biden and his brother James. They are totally compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, by by uh, the things they've done in selling access to Joe Biden, right, uh, to make money and lots of money. So I think that they're they're compromised. And by remember, in the in the Obama administration, Obama understood. Remember, he was an anti-war populist candidate. They put Joe Biden on the ticket as kind of the adult supervision from Delaware, from kind of Wall Street and corporate America, and his expertise on the on the Foreign Relations Committee, which he'd spent 40 years on. Biden was, Obama understood exactly what Trump did. We have to pivot out of the Middle East. The Middle East wars have to be put in back of us, and we have to pivot to Asia. This is a big part of Obama's foreign policy. It was the key part. It was not a reset with Russia. It was a pivot to Asia. He put Joe Biden in charge of that. Joe Biden just bragged Last week that he spent, I don't know, you know, hundreds of hours with she, his buddy, in the foothills of the Himalayas. Biden was put in charge of demilitarizing the South China Sea, making sure that, that the China didn't have any more cyber attacks or intellectual property, making sure that uh, Taiwan was safe and secure. He failed on all of those. They've been totally compromised by the Chinese Communist Party. One of the big tells, the reason you can tell that the Chinese have no respect for them, unlike any American president of, of any party. What is what happened to Tony Blinken in Alaska, where they basically lectured us for, for an hour on, on, on state TV that played right in China live. They went to Rome with Jake Sullivan about six weeks ago and seven hours read him the riot act about what, was, what they were going to do with Russia and what they weren't going to do. And then Biden had this phone call with Xi, of which the Chinese put out the, the, the readout immediately after it's over. It takes three and a half hours for Jen Psaki in the White House to get their lives right. And they said, oh, they warned Xi. The Financial Times the next day said specifically Xi warned Biden about what, what they were going to do on the Eurasian landmass and what they were going to do as a partner of Russia. They have no respect for them. A part of this is the compromise on the, uh, the compromise on the hard drive from hell about their compromise by the Chinese Communist Party as far as money. And with Hunter Biden with sex, he's been honeypotted. That's obvious from there. In addition, the people around him. Remember Jake Sullivan and, and Tony Blinken, these people all made a lot of money. Uh, being consultants for for things associated with the Chinese Communist Party, so the Chinese don't have no respect for them. They've never addressed 
whether it's Obama, Bush, uh, Trump, uh, Clinton, they've never addressed an American presidency with the lack of respect and, quite frankly, contempt. And for old China hands, people who know China, it's, it's shocking. Even people that are pro-Biden are shocked about the, the lack of respect the, the Chinese Communist Party have for the Biden administration. So we're, we're, I tell you, we're, we are heading towards a catastrophe with this illegitimate regime, a financial and economic catastrophe. And I think now because of the situation in Ukraine and how they mishandle it, a geopolitical catastrophe. I mean, Trump was the best foreign policy president we've ever had in our lifetimes because everyone who needed to fear him feared him. He held our allies accountable. He was right about everything with Nord Stream 2 and Russia and the list goes on and you know, holding Germany accountable with being beholden to Russia. I mean, he was right about everything. Uh, and then, you know, Biden's this like hapless idiot or, you know, corrupt or whatever, or both, you know, that no one respects. And, and, and here we are with all of this. But I wanted to get your opinion. So everyone talks about immigration. We talk about what's going on at the southern border, the disaster that it is. But I don't think anyone really digs in and talks about the impact of what's happening right now at the southern border and the impact it's going to have on the country. And I know that you understand this. And so I want to ask you, what is the impact of what we're seeing at the southern border? And, you know, God knows how many people have entered the country during the Biden administration. What's the impact of that? They, they tell us it's two million came across last year. Remember, on average, and this is this is statistics the Biden administration put out on average, one hundred fifty six to one hundred fifty eight thousand people per month have come across in every month on average of the Biden administration. Some but don't you think it's worse than that? No, no, that, that's just what they that's that's just the accounting of who who are taken in. That's not the getaways. The getaways are another half of that. So you had two million uh, come last year who less than half were sent back across the border. You had another million that just came across illegally, at least another. So we had two million in the country. Remember, one hundred and fifty thousand a month is the total is the number of troops that landed at Normandy on D-Day. We landed 150. We do that every month in the United States of basically coming to the country to stay. Now, that's what Title 40, that's what Title 42 and taking Title 42 off. They're anticipating that works out to about 7000 a day. Title 42 comes off. They're projecting 18000 a day. There's going to be five to six million. We had two million last year. There's going to be five to six million coming this year. And they've already they've they've planned this out. This is not they say, no, we don't have a plan. They planned it out. Number one, they've already deputized. And this is going to be challenged in court, as has already been challenged. They deputize. You don't even need uh, asylum judges anymore. They're going to have Border Patrol and other administrative people that actually sign asylum waivers right there in the border. Number two, they've just they've got this. Uh, they just announced. We found out that on Thursday, people are going to start lining up people that are outside the boundaries. That means uh, women, children, families. And if you're LGBTQ and, and think you're under uh, pressure by your home country, you'll be able to line up. So, no, this, the administration has thought this through, and it's not only destroying the country. You're, this is why you're seeing this huge shift, the Hispanic vote coming our way. The Republican Party guessed wrong on, on, the, uh, on, uh, on um, Mexican-American citizens, and this is what we said for years. They want safety, security, stability, and they're very conservative culturally. But you must, get, you must secure the border. You must give them – because right now in the Rio, Rio Grande Valley, South Texas, Southern Arizona, these are all controlled by the cartels, and the people that – that are, are affected most are working class Hispanics in these communities. That's why there's a huge shift in the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas, and Arizona towards the MAGA policies, towards Donald Trump. This is the biggest political shift that we've seen. This is where the Democrats are in absolute panic. And this is why. Now, we take it a step farther. Now is the illegal immigration destroyed. This is a full-on invasion now. 
uh, now is it destroying the country, we should stop immediately all legal immigration. The only way to make sure that we protect working class Hispanics, uh, African-American, the people under 35, of making sure they get access to the high technology jobs is we must li- we must uh, eliminate, for at least now, but go on a hiatus of any legal immigration into the country for at least a couple of years to make sure that we get full employment and detect jobs by American citizens. So, uh, and like, it's, 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 look, we are, we are actually harder core than President Trump in that regard. Steve Cortez, Peter Navarro, myself, others of these economic nationalists. But we think it's incumbent upon us to do this right now. And uh, folks got to understand something. We do not have a vital national security interest, or I would argue any national security interest in a dispute on the eastern borders of Russian speaking Ukraine. OK, the, the as the administration says, the sovereignty, the territorial integrity and the self-determination of the Ukrainian people is just not a vital national security interest for us. It may be a vital national security interest for Europe. And if so, Germany should stop buying the gas and France should 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 take the place of the United States in escalating this conflict. And what Macron is not, he's going the opposite direction. So if those two countries, it's a European problem and they should deal with it. OK, and we're always prepared to help. But it's not the vital. It's not it, it, what's vital is the invasion on the southern border that will destroy this nation. So obviously it's intentional, right? Like they know what they're doing. I mean, you, you don't just go in and remove all the policies that are working along the southern border, like remain in Mexico, you know, et cetera. You don't just get rid of those. Poli- I mean, it's intentional. So why are they doing it? Well, I think what they're doing is they want, I think I think I think, number one, the oligarchs, the wealthy in the Democrat Party want cheap labor. And they also want the votes. They feel that they can really change uh, a big part of the, of the electorate by having two million people come in or having five or six million people come in, which they feel that they will be able to, to, to turn those people into the Democratic Party. History shows that if you're here long enough, you understand the scam that the Democratic Party is. And it's not. You become actually somebody who's prepared to support MAGA policies. But clearly, they're, they're, they're trying to change the basic, basic demographics of the electorate. Also, remember, they want the Republican Party Chamber of Commerce wants the cheap labor, too. This is why Texas has always had such a problem. This is why you don't see from the establishment Republicans in Texas and Arizona, you don't see a lot of you see some happy talk about the border, but you don't see any state enforcement. They're always looking to blame it on the federal government. There's a lot the states can do. And you don't see this happening. The, the scam here is that the, the the Republican establishment participates in the in the and the lower wages, right, caused by illegal immigration. The Democrats also like it, particularly the Wall Street and, 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 and woke corporation Democrats. But the Democratic Party feels that the NGOs and the source-backed NGOs, they can capture a lot of new voters. So, but the, the people that pay for this, remember, every state's a border state. Every town's a border town. Some of the, the worst problems with fentanyl and these drugs is in places like Ohio, West Virginia, Western Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan. So every town's become a border town. Every state's a border state. It's, I think, one of the big reasons that Trump is so popular in Ohio, because of his border policies. So this is a national, this is a really an existential problem. I happen to think, Lisa, it'll be the first, uh, it'll be the first item of impeachment, article of impeachment when, Trump, when Biden comes in. I strongly believe Biden will be impeached by the House after thorough investigation, not like they tried to do with President Trump. I think the first article will be his initiation and exacerbation of the uh, invasion on the southern border. I think the Hunter Biden laptop will be another, all the aspects of that. And I think uh, Fauci and what they knew about Fauci, CDC, FDA, and withheld from the American people will be the third. 
So um, and I do believe that Joe Biden will be impeached. I don't believe he'll be removed from office because I don't think there are votes there in the in the in the Senate right now. But I do believe that Biden will be impeached after a thorough and complete investigation, not not this political uh, operation that the Democrats did. Well, and how much do you think it's about just contempt for the American way of life. I mean, this might be a twisted way to look at it, but, you know, obviously the left hates our Constitution. They don't view America in the way that our founding fathers did that's enshrined in the Constitution. So if you let in countless people from around the world that don't share our values, that don't believe in America, that don't share our patriotism, obviously that changes the way of life, right? I don't think it's twisted at all. I think you're absolutely dead spot on. I think it's also a big issue with the, the refugee situation. Look at look at some of the centers of the refugee situation, whether Somalians or others that have been let in uh, willy nilly and allowed to congregate. In fact, the policy was to allow them to congregate so they can get a political base. No, I don't think these I don't think these folks support uh, what I call traditional Americanism. I just don't think they do. And I think it's got to be a big political issue. And I think that's why you're seeing a big reaction from across the spectrum from Hispanics, from African-Americans. Remember right now, there's, there's a, there's a, in this, in the Rio Grande Valley in South Texas, you have MAGA Republican candidates, many of them women that look like they could win the general, they won the primaries or they're going to win the general election in Minneapolis against Omar. You have Royce white an African-American who's fourth generation, Minnesota, a big basketball star up there who's running against her in a Republican primary. And he's taking the heat to her every day. So, uh, you know, and this guy's a fire breathing, uh, Christian and not prepared to back off one iota. So I think you're seeing this across races across the country. This is why we're in a, a cauldron right now of a new form of politics. And I think you're going to see mega candidates of, of, uh, of uh, Hispanic, Asian, African-American, uh, a lot of women candidates, a lot of moms, because this whole attack on, on American culture, I think, is focused on the American family. And you can see this, whether it's the woke corporations like Disney or you can see it in the education. And that's why someone like Ron DeSantis, I think, is stepping forward and becoming a populist hero because of what he's doing and what he's backing off. But it's the moms of America that are there every day taking on these school boards. And when I, when I say to take down the Democratic Party this November as a national political institution it's just not the house and the senate it really starts at the it starts at the election boards it starts at the school boards uh, it starts at the precinct uh, committee structure today there's three articles one in the hill and two in two politicos two lead stories today are about democrats now raising 80 million dollars to 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 confront the trump movements taking over election boards this is one of the things we've been working on since november of 2020 is actually we will never allow this to happen again. It's a huge effort for people to go in and win election seats, become election workers, poll workers, but also take over election boards. The Democrats are panicking now. There's just two stories in Politico and one in the Hill today that they got to confront this. So we are going to contest the Democratic Party at every level, including school boards, election boards, I think medical boards at, at precincts for the Republican Party, and then at, at, at county supervisors all the way up to the House and the Senate. So, And I think you're going to see a shattering of the Democratic Party. One wing of the, de- the, the, the new Democratic Party would be the progressive kind of green party of, of Omar and the squad in AOC. The other will be the neoliberal, neocon of, uh, aspect of Wall Street, the woke corporation, the national security apparatus, as personified by Liz Cheney and Hillary Clinton. Do you think that's why the Democratic-controlled Congress is gunning for you so hard with the contempt of Congress stuff in relation to January 6th? 
Well, look, I think they're gunning for me on a whole raft of things, but I'm just just like they're gunning for President Trump and anybody around Mike Flynn or anybody. I don't, I, I, I don't think I get singled out. I just get thrown into the bunch, and they're, they're after us. Yeah, this lawfare. They're going to try to do everything. Here, it's very simple. People, you know, they don't like to mention I've testified more than anybody associated with Donald Trump at the House, uh, in the Mueller Commission, House Intel, Mueller Commission, and the Senate Intel. Because the president at that time exerted executive privilege, then eased up on certain elements of it. And when he did at his direction, I went and testified. I think I gave 100 hours of test. If you add it all up, I think it was, I don't know, 60, 70, 80, 100 hours testifying. testifying. In fact, the, the DOJ specifically came out on, on the case on Friday, and do, they do not want a jury to hear that. They say, in my case, if, if we go to trial, they're saying the jury should not hear that I actually testified when when the issues about separation of powers and executive privilege. Look, the president of the United States, and until the Supreme Court or somebody tells me otherwise, he exerted executive privilege. Okay, his executive privilege is very wide. My attorney and everything we looked at, and he said, uh, you know, this was all legit, and so that's why I didn't go, and I'm not not prepared to go. And I'll, if this has to fight through the courts, it has to fight through the courts. So be it. But uh, no, until this gets worked out, and President Trump. To me, at the time, in, in, uh, in, in that time period, uh, was the president of the United States, had executive privilege. My attorney and my attorney, my team walked through that and, and, and reinforced that and said, yes, that's what it is. I depended upon their advice, which I think most logical people would. Is what I've depended upon every other time that I went in front of the House Intel or the Senate Intel or the Mueller Commission. So, no, I, I think, and it, look, it, it, whatever happens, happens. But I'm not going to back down. I'll never back down an inch. I'm certainly not going to back down an inch from uh, a little Jamie Raskin and Shifty Schiff on this uh, bogus committee. It's a total bogus committee. And I'm never going to back down uh, in front of Merrick Garland and anybody that would go after uh, American mothers and fathers that are there to defend the innocence of their children, make sure they get the best education, and to call them domestic terrorists or to call the people out in Arizona trying to get to the bottom of November criminals. Uh, no, uh, the, 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 we will defeat them. We'll defeat them at the ballot box. And then we're going to start throwing these bums out. Well, I think that was the big mistake the left did, which we saw what happened in Virginia is it was like people kind of took a beating with COVID and everything else that was going on. And then once it hit their kids with critical race theory and what we saw at Loudoun County uh, with, you know, what was going on in the schools, it was like that was a turning point. And then now we've got, you know, the, they're trying to fight Florida on parental rights. It seems like that was sort of the catalyst for change and people just saying, you know what, enough. This is crazy. I think the irony is you're exactly right. I think when parents were at home, because, you know, parents are so busy in their working jobs. I mean, they love their children and they're there for their children, but they weren't there actually in the school every day. And I think the irony of this is that it was parents using the computer and making sure the stu- their kids were paying attention and being active that the parents start seeing what was being taught. And I think the moms of America were in shock. That, that absolutely came from the pandemic. Then you saw parents, moms and dads going, and it was about, I called this back in May of 2021. It was going to be about the mass mandates and the vaccine mandates. When, when Fauci came out in February and gave that interview to the Associated Press and said, what we're going to do is really, it's all about the school children. We're going to start in high schools, go to middle school, and then go to the children by the end of the year. This is in May. I said, hey, the biggest battleground is going to be these school boards and these PTA meetings and these, and these school board meetings on the vaccine mandates, on the, vac- on the mass mandates, and in addition, critical race theory. And because the mothers in, 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 had, to, had to deal with all this. And look, the, mother, the moms of America are the, are the chief operating presidents and chief operating officers 
of the family. They know what the cost of food is. They know what the cost of transportation is. They know what's going on in their children's life. And you've seen across the board. And what's so powerful about that part of the movement, many of these women are not Trump fans. They did not vote for Trump. They have not supported Donald Trump. Uh, They just don't. They're just not MAGA. But they are bought into this 100 percent. And this is a crushing blow to the Democratic Party. There's some other reasons I think we're going to have a massive landslide if we do our work between now and November, the next 200 days. Because the, the, the mothers are the vanguard of the change in this country and a change for the positive. Because I think they, found, they saw exactly what was going down in, in, the, in the public school system. And, he, and obviously the, the, a lot of the, 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 the private schools, too. Here's the thing I think is most important is that this is most visited on minority students. Remember, minority students don't really have the option of going to private school, many of them. So this was visited upon African-American and Hispanic kids. And man, those parents, remember the African-American community around the family is very conservative, as is the Hispanic community. And I think now they're open to our economic ideas, too. And I think this is why you're seeing a tectonic plate shift in 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 the American body politic. Quick break. More with Steve Bannon. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. 
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. But, like, why is the left doubling down so much on the Florida parental rights bill? I mean, I think the vast majority of Americans believe for kids under eight, there is absolutely no reason teachers should be talking to kids about these sensitive topics. So why is the left so zeroed in on something that is maybe supported by, like, 5% of the population? It's, it's because I think it's so endemic in, 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 the, in the woke culture that drives the social culture in the Democratic Party. I just think it's a big part of the activist base. I think it's a big part of the woke corporations, a big part of Hollywood. It's a big part of Silicon Valley. It's a big part of who the – it's 5% of overall because it's almost 0% of working-class families, particularly African-American and Hispanic – but it's huge when you get into the elites. You just look at the – you mentioned at the beginning, coastal elites. It's part of – it's it's ingrained into their identity. And this is why it is uh, – it's a fight that they're not going to back off on. This is a, this is a defining moment in, 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 in the cultural wars in the United States. This is going to be a defining moment. And Ron DeSantis going totally against Republican orthodoxy and taking on not simply a company, but the most significant company in the state of Florida. Uh, and he's taking it on big league. I mean, he's go, they're going to go back and challenge Disney's kind of Medici-like, uh, you know, they, they rule themselves like Florence back in, uh, in, in Renaissance Italy as its own city-state. Ron DeSantis is going to the absolute core of D- Disney's economic model for Florida. So DeSantis is taking on something very courageous, and it doesn't look like they're going to back down now. So this is one that people got to stay very closely attuned to because it's going to drive much else. I think you're my big problem with the Republican Party, it's been too focused on tax cuts and deregulation just for these big corporations. I've said for a long time, these corporations are not conservative, okay? They're just not conservative. They're run by a small elite that you know all go to the same business school, the same law schools, come out of the same Ivy or Ivy equivalent uh, schools. They have this kind of uh, indoctrination and this ideology, and it's quite different than, than working class America, particularly different than mainstream America. It's a radical it's a radical it's a radical ideology and people are seeing that now as you see this business in Disney. I think people you said you don't think it's right for kids under three. I, I happen to don't think it's right. This type of discussion about sexual preference, gender, all that, that is things that should be discussed by the family when the family wants to discuss them. The public school and the government should not be involved in any of that. And I think maybe if somebody's in high school for some hygiene reasons or whatever, maybe you have to do something. But I think that's the purview of the family. And, I, and hey, African-American and Hispanic families will agree with me. And I think that's what's leading to this, to this big tectonic plate shift. And you're seeing American moms, many of whom are, are, are middle-of-the-road independents, Democrats, or even slightly liberal, are all in this thing about the moms taking back over the school board. So the bulk of this is, are not 
Trump supporters, quad Trump supporters, people that were with us in 16 or 20 on the economic or more of the populist issues. This is a whole new aspect that we've uh, that we've garnered here. And you throw the mass mandates in and now the vaccine, you open up to a whole new category of people. And so I think these fights are, you know, a judge, just a young female judge, federal judge, I think just ruled this afternoon that the, the government can't mandate mask anymore. There's going to be another huge fight. So these are, are fights every day. And someone like Ron DeSantis is really showing, I think, extreme leadership in this uh, to show the country how we've gotten so far off of uh, off track. I totally agree. I was just referencing the age group included in the bill. I agree with your broader point about the government. That should be the family's job, not the government. You know, Steve, oh, no, yeah. let's, let's go to that. But look at the media. The media, the media never says the media never says make sure qualification. The media never talks about it's from, I think, third grade down or something. Right. Uh, the media never talks about that. They say, you know, they usually put up high school students or college students as the ones that have been uh, uh, offended most by it. So because I think they know it's even it's an impossible sell. There is no reason to have these kind of conversations with young children. Right. We have to protect the innocence of young children. And I happen to think personally, it should be all the way up to at least high school. But and I think you're going to see in Florida, uh, Lisa, uh, I think you'll see changes to that bill to actually extend it out quite a bit because I think if more people see this, the more they're shocked and outraged by it. No, I agree. You know, Steve Bannon, you're a fascinating man. I could literally talk to you forever about every issue. You know, is there anything else you want to leave us with? I just, I just think now it's, that's why I'm so glad people like you have podcasts now. I think it's time for everybody in your audience is to become a force multiplier to take this content and just push it out. The people should be immersing themselves. You know, it's not about your money. It's not about don't you know. It's not about donating to parties. It's about the way we're taking this country back is village by village, uh, school board by school board, election board by election board. And what you have to do is immerse yourself in information, immerse yourself in information, become a force multiplier, and then get to work. You know, this is a time that we can't be passive. We can't be sitting on the the sofa just watching television and and, and watching the news channels. All of that you have to engage, and, and it's going to be. It's not Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Lisa Booth or Steve Bannon, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. We're, at the end of the day, not the ones that are going to make a difference. The people who are going to make the difference are at the deck plate levels. And that's why I'm so proud that from election boards to precinct strategies to medical boards and particularly the school boards, you're seeing the American, you're seeing this participatory populism. So I just think it's fantastic. And I would tell all your all your listeners to just make sure you push your content out. Steve? Big fan of yours. I really appreciate your time today. This I, I learned a lot from you, and this was a really interesting and fascinating conversation. So I truly appreciate your time. Same, same, ma'am. Thank you so much for inviting me. Really honored. Really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Steve Bannon. I mean, I told you the guy was interesting. He's just so fascinating. I hope you enjoyed it. If you love this podcast, please leave us reviews. Rate us five stars. You can do that in Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Like, send these links around, you know, post them to social media if you wouldn't mind. Help me get the word out and help people to pay attention to what we're doing with this podcast. I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, who's been with me from the beginning. He works really hard to bring you these episodes. So please sign up. Please tell your friends and tune in on Monday for another big interview with Kelly Dodd of the Real Housewives of Orange County. 
Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.